Are we to be our brother or sister's guardian? Should we know what they're doing at all times? Should we care about what they're doing at all times? Cain said that about Abel. Am I my brother's keeper? Come on. Of course, when we hear, of course, we are. <laughs> we are all because we're all one people in Christ, in God. And so the invitation we'll hear today, we have heard today, is what does it mean that we are in relationship with one another and God in Christ? What does it mean that we're in relationship with one another? It's not just me and God. It's never just me and God. It's always in relationship with the whole body of Christ, with the whole of God's people. So we are, in a sense, we are our brothers and sisters' keeper. We, we're concerned for them. And it's easy to look at the readings today and say, well, it's all about, we should tell people when they're wrong. Because Ezekiel says, this is your, they're doing the wrong things, you tell them what to do, and they're, they're not doing it, well then, if you don't say tell them they're doing wrong, then they're just as guilty as they are. So you have to tell people. Or in, when Jesus is saying in the gospel, you know, somebody does something wrong and they don't listen to you about changing, ask someone else to help you and they don't change still, they can go to the church and they still don't change, then kick them out. If that's all we hear is in the gospel, in the readings today is we're called to tell people how bad they are and they better change their life, we're missing the deeper meaning of the readings today. I think the psalm response says a lot. If you remember what the psalm response was. Harden not our hearts. Harden not our hearts. And that really, if you listen to the gospel more deeply, it says, when they do not listen to you. When they do not listen because their hearts are hardened. Then we're, we have a responsibility with each other. Of course, it's easy to think, I am always open to the Lord. It's you who don't listen. It's you who are hardened. But the truth is, I also struggle to listen. I also struggle to think, I'm only going to listen to what I like. So I'll harden my heart to anything that's not what I like. I remember growing up and thinking, um, my dad would watch certain things on TV, and it's like, but why don't you watch this show? Because I like this guy. I like what this person is saying. So I'll watch this guy here on TV. Okay, but what about this? No, no, no. This is the guy you need to listen to. He has all the truth. Listen to this guy. But dad, no, no. This is the guy you have to listen to. Because that's who filled his heart. And when someone says something different, they are so wrong. They are so wrong. Because I know, because this guy tells me, and of course I believe him, so this is why I know I'm right. It's easy to get caught up in that in our lives. Like, I know I'm right. And the thing is, we can be right. We can be right. But how do we communicate that? And how do we understand people who have a different perspective than us? Who see things completely different than us? Who don't have, they have their own rightness? And how do we see that? Because the truth of all of this is, what's the main truth in Christ is love. If we are showing love and compassion, then we are telling the major truth. Christ came to save us. That's the truth because he loved us. Not because he wanted to die for us. 
because he loved us, he was willing to die. So the biggest truth of all truths is the love that God has for us and the invitation to have for one another. And Paul says very clearly, of all the things, you want to follow all the great commandments, the greatest commandment is all, love your neighbor as yourself. That's the biggest thing. Because that's the biggest truth that we're called to live as Christ's body. To live the truth of love and compassion. What does it mean to love? Again, it doesn't mean, well, you agree with me, so I love you. Love means being willing to want what's best for you, to pray for you, want what's best for you, even though you don't care about me or want to hurt me. That's love. Couples who get married, they're called to love one another in sickness and health and good times and bad times, and they prefer the good times and health times. And some people, I can't handle it when it's anything else. But love isn't about when everything's nice and great and, and wonderful. Love is God's there in the midst of the pain and struggle. There is love. As Christ died, in the pain and struggle, there is love. Not abandoning when it gets tough to love. I want to tell you two stories. Well, a story today is two perspectives uh, of a member of my family, my twin sister, Stephanie. She, well, I grew up with her in the womb, and uh, I kicked her out for four minutes for some freedom. <laughs> but I was always, growing up, I was always taking care of my sister. I was the big, fat one, and she was the skinny, small one. And she would always have problems. I would be there to help her up physically, She'd struggle with something and she wanted to talk to someone. She would talk to me about her life. But then we went to college. She stayed home. I went to a whole different place. And then she got engaged. Awesome, right? No. Um, the one she got engaged to doesn't like Catholics. Thinks they're all, they're not really Christians. So she had to leave the Catholic faith to follow him. And they're going to get married in this, at the church. Well, my father said, Stephanie, you're no longer a part of the family. You're out of the family. And my father told all the kids, do not go to the wedding. Do not show that you accept what they're doing. It was so difficult. Some of us didn't go. Some of us did go. But it was so, so painful. About, oh no, three, two or three months later, my dad called my sister and said, why have you stopped by? Well, dad, you told me I'm, I can't come anymore. I'm not part of the family. Oh, come and visit. My dad did not like this man she married. But she loved, he loved my, his daughter, my sister. And because of that, he's willing to love his, his um, son-in-law. Not like everything he's doing, not appreciate how he, turned, he talks badly about the Catholic Church, but he was willing to love him and his daughter. See, love is be, being willing to be there even when we don't accept it. Even though we're like, I don't agree with you at all, but I'm being there for you. doesn't mean I accept what you're doing. You know, so going to the wedding didn't mean that I accept that's what she's doing, but I love her. That's why I'm doing it. 
Now, some people won't go, and that's fine. That's their decision not to go. But how do you show love to someone you really care about, even though they're doing what you believe is not right? That's love. As Paul says, otherwise, love is patient, kind. It's, it's, it's more than just being doing what is right. It's doing what is caring and reaching out to those who don't even want us. That's love. But now, many years later, my sister told the family, or we found out, that her husband was, was unfaithful. And my brothers, I have 11 brothers, said, who never liked this guy, divorce him. Divorce him. He's so bad. Divorce him. And I said to my sister, do you love him? She said, yeah, I, I love him. Then what are you going to do? So I'm going to ask him to get some counseling. We need counseling, but he needs counseling too. And, and I'm going to be there. We, wanna, we, wanna, we want to be together. And uh, my, my other sister said, if my husband did that to me, he's gone. Never going to talk to him again. But my sister says, but I love him. And so they went to counseling. And my sister told me later on, she goes, I have, and that's back maybe two years later, I'm still struggling to trust in him. Still struggling, but I love him. And I, if we're listening to God and our hearts are not hardened, God can move us to do things we cannot imagine. Wonderful things of loving someone we can't imagine to love. She loved him. Even in his sinfulness, she loved him. She was willing to forgive him because she was willing to listen to what God wanted for this relationship. My brother's hearts were hardened. That's it. Get out of this. But her heart was open to what God was doing in, this, in the whole possibility of love, the greatest law of all. Now, we may know people who are struggling. We may ourselves be struggling and how do we love this person who's been hurting us, or a person who's been unfaithful to us, or a person who just we don't understand at all? How do we love? See, our society says, if this person isn't doing things right, do, do everything you can to, to bash them down, to say anything bad about them, to get them away, put them on, on social media where you can embarrass them, do everything you can about them to make sure no one likes them. That's our society. But our Christian life, our Catholic life is not that. We may not agree at all with what's going on. But how do we show about, listen, what God's inviting us to do is to show compassion and love even when they don't want to. Even when they want to be willing to change. My dad's heart was softened. It was softened because he realized I need to love my, I need to love my daughter and who she's living with. I have a Friend, well, not a friend, a person I know I, who I see for counseling, uh, 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 grief counseling. And she came to me, she's talking about her grief, but then she said, you know, she has uh, like five children. And one child, her, one of the oldest daughters, is in a relationship she just does not agree with. It's with another woman. She goes, I don't know. She, we're raised Catholic. I raised everyone, everyone Catholic. What are they doing, you know? And, and now she's asked, what, what can I do? What can I do? 
I said, what do you think God wants you to do? What do you, he listened to what God wants. She goes, God's telling me to love her, but I don't know because I don't want to condone what she's doing. But are you loving? What does it mean for you to love her? She said, well, this weekend I'm going to go visit her and some other people and her, and I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about what's going on, but I want to love her. I want to be there for her, have spent some time with her, our family together, but I don't want to talk about this. I said, then say that. If she starts talking about something else, talking about it, say, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to be here and love you. That's all I want to do right now. That's where you're at. Love isn't meaning I'll accept everything you're doing, but I accept you. I know who you are, and I love you. I can disagree with you, but I love you. The invitation for us is to soften our hearts, to be able to listen to what God is saying. Not listen to what our hearts want to say or what other people are telling us, but what is God saying? It's always grounded in love one another as I have loved you and as you love yourself. So I invite us today to think about those in our lives who are struggling, struggling to love, to really angry. Maybe it's wrong with our own hearts. Ask and pray for one another. Pray for healing, a softening of our hearts to be able to listen to the Lord. Because we are concerned for each other. We're called to be concerned. We are our brother's keeper, our sister's keeper. But we do it out of love. So let's pray for one another. Let's be a community of prayer for those who are struggling. And if I need it, if we need it, pray for me. Pray for us.